0: This one's gonna be about modern phone systems, UCAS—it's as it's referred to—and uh, endpoint devices, the actual physical device on the desktop. So you probably don't care about any of this, so just just skip forward. But I'm, I just need to get off my chest. Microsoft Teams. Microsoft is just as much as like—I mean, I come—I com- I mean, I, I got in tech in the late '90s, so you know, Microsoft was the evil empire, and it, and. Microsoft did the most incredibly, incredibly smart thing when they released Teams. Microsoft created a partner certification program for the endpoint, for the physical device, the phone on the desktop, the conference room hardware, all these different things. And so you have Teams certified devices and you can go through and you can get certified whether you're selling a phone or you're selling a headset or whatever it is, right? You have to go through and you have to get approved by Microsoft. But what Microsoft did that was so amazing was they provided the software and the UI for the device. So if you're using Teams on your desktop, and then you go and you use Teams on your cell phone, or then you go and you use Teams on a physical phone, or you go use Teams in a conference room, Microsoft owns that UX. They own the user experience and the UI across the entire platform. And so the functionality is the same, the look and feel is the same, The experience is the same. And you know, and if you think about Microsoft, Microsoft does this very well. They've created, they've commoditized the hardware manufacturer, and they provide the value in the software and the UI. Does it sound familiar? That's Windows. Windows commoditized the PC. So it didn't matter if you were buying, you know, back in the day, Gateway, Dell, PC, HP, Compact, whatever, IBM, whatever it was, the hardware didn't matter anymore. It made no difference, you know, what it was in the hardware because it was Windows inside and Windows is what you actually cared about. And so we see this with, you know, with, with Teams and Teams endpoints. Looking at the, the state of the voice world, and UCAS world today, um, uh, going back a few years, I thought Avaya was gonna be the one to do the same thing and actually really own this user experience market. And they released a very exciting update and software stack and I was super stoked about it. I think I think this was like two thousand, two thousand yeah this is pre-pandemic so I, I want to put this in 1999 2019 2020 timeline. but so they, they come out with this you know unified desktop experience with a mobile device you know experience for iPhone and Android and tablet and then show demos of this or like uh, uh, presentations of it running on their phones and by the way, I've got one of their fancy phones down here on the desk here this this, this thing right here, this giant Android screen. I mean it's literally it's just a giant giant screen. I'm super excited. And so we, I, um, I, I forced Avaya to give me one. Thank you, Avaya, for shipping me this stuff. And promptly turned it on and, and booted it up. And guess what? They had shipped these things and their platform required you to run their old interface. And the second I saw that, I just it just knew there was no chance for the Viatt to actually figure this out or make it. Like they just pfft, was just gone. Most UCAS companies in the market today, you know, are really only pushing or selling if you if you want a physical endpoint, your options are poly, you know, which is now which Mitel tried to buy but couldn't, um, which is an HP HPE, HP one Helip- of HP or HPE, I forget, bought bought polycom. Polycom and Plantronics merged become Poly. Poly is been acquired by HP. Okay, got to keep track of all this stuff. It gets really confusing very fast. So Polycom being Poly now, Poly being the dominant endpoint device, physical device on phones. They have nice touchscreen phones. They look great. Um, other one that came out and just really exploded was Yealink. Yealink is, it makes a really pretty phone as well. Very common, you know, cheaper than Poly, so super popular. It does a lot of things. It's also nice to the service provider. It includes uh, voice quality statistics without licensing. Um, it has a uh, a zero comp boot so the phone can check in and with its registration server and say hey where am i supposed to check in so you don't have to physically configure every phone you ship them out um getting, getting too into into the nerd details here probably you know there's like audio codes and snom and grandstream and there's there's other manufacturers out there but they're not really super super relevant Pick a UCAS company, you know, let's just pick on the big names. Um, if you're RingCentral, if you're 8x8, if you're, if you're Zoom, if you're Dialpad, let's just go down that list. And you want, and people come to you and say, hey, we want to actually run a physical phone on the desk. You know, you're going out and you're getting, you know, again, they're just buying Poly or they're buying Yealink probably. And Yealink and Poly control that experience. And the phone company, the UCAS provider, is dependent on the device manufacturer to actually determine what features are enabled. So how does the... Um, user directory work well that's a poly function how does blind transfer work that's a poly decision how do um how does voicemail retrieval work that's a you know yay links decided how does you know so all these different things you know, or in the hands of the device manufacturer versus the device, you know, the hands of the UCaaS company. And when you when you look at the integrated vendors, so this was Avaya where they were making the, the phone system for on-prem and the phone system, you know, the phones, right? So they had a tight coupled experience and Mitel was doing this and Shortel was doing this. And these different companies were doing this, but none of them really transitioned very well into their cloud services. Um, Avaya got out of the business. They just said we're out. Now, Avaya will tell you that they're adding value by overlaying their intellectual property on top of Ring Central as a stack. But I mean, ask to see a demo of their physical phone and, and what the UI on the physical phone is versus what the UI is uh, from, from Avaya for the desktop. You know, Mitel got completely out of the cloud space c- completely, you know, and like they're just, they just, they're not, they didn't even attempt to overlay on somebody else. They just decided just to run away from the whole thing. Mitel, by the way, made a really cool phone. Which is this one up here? You can't see, but it's whoop, I can't point behind me very well. Anyways, this phone up here on this desk They had a really cool phone. You know, a, um, uh, you know, wireless receivers, nice big color touch chains, Bluetooth built in. You know, all these different things. Great phone, but same thing. Now they don't own the underlying platform. They can't. You know, the interface between the phone and and, and the UX. You know, and the of the soft phone you know, don't jive and don't don't connect. You know, Cisco still has it. Cisco Webex calling, you know, is out there in the market. You can go to um you know, you can you can move an on premise um, Cisco Call Manager, you know, C U C M to um to a HCS platform and use the phones. And you can also go to Cisco Webex calling. Um, you know, disconnect the experience between the phone and the um, soft phone, you know, what's running on your on your on your desktop and what's running on your cell phone. Um so I, I'm, you know, really Google Voice. I mean, the Google Voice doesn't even count because they don't care. Like, I, I think they just put this product up there to say that they have it and whatever suckers buy it, buy it. Um, so... You know, when when I look at this and I think about this and start talking about, you know, where would you actually invest? What company would I buy stock in? And how would I actually decide? Well, you know, part of that is, you know, you can you can look at it from like an intellectual property. You can say R and D. You can say sales velocity. You can say, um, you, you know, market share acquisition. You know, what's what's their percentage of TAM? What's their percentage of growth? You know, these are all things that you kind of look at. But but from a from a technology from a technologist standpoint, I look at it in terms of who's actually looking down the road and in trying to actually capture and provide an integrated experience for the user because these are the things that actually end up winning. You know, at some point, If you're interacting with a phone system and you're using just the Poly or link device on your desktop, and you're not using a a soft phone from that provider, and you're not using the admin interface, your experience with that phone system is a Poly, and everything behind it is completely interchangeable. You know, it doesn't matter what you're running at that point because you don't see it, you don't experience it. There's no, there's no connection to it. There's no affinity to it. There's no value to it. It's just like what what provides and make that what makes that phone work. And this drives a lot of commoditization and pricing pressure down. Now, if you control the experience end to end, and you say, this is the experience that I want to buy. I want to buy this experience. The only place I can go and get this experience is from this company that provides differentiation and value and, you know, doesn't lead to price erosion. So I'm curious to see if any of these UCAS providers actually take this step. You know, there's there's a certain sense that physical phones are dead and it's just a matter of time before nobody uses them anymore. And, you know, to a certain degree, maybe that's true. I mean, this also comes from the whole idea of like the whole entire world went to work from home and is never going back to the office. But the second that you have people going back into office and you start talking about RTO, you know, you can talk about if it's RTO from the standpoint of like hot desking, you can hot desk. Um. You know, phones on on desks. Hot desking doesn't apply to most enterprise users and most knowledge workers. Now you're still talking about a person who has a physical, has a has a designated physical spot, and that person has a designated physical phone. Um, so I kind of I kind of feel like physical phones are going to make a resurgence here. And uh, you know, I'm not betting money on this. Actually, I'll bet some money on it. If you want to take a bet with me about whether or not physical phones are going to die or come back, you know, reach out and 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 we'll we'll set up a deal. You know, set up a set up a side bet. But you know, uh, I don't know, we'll do something silly. But the, that device and that ownership of that user experience outside of Microsoft Teams, I kind of feel like maybe Zoom would be the first one to really do this and to um, figure it out because they've got, you know, Zoom rooms and they've they've got a good good, you know, hardware manufacturer program and they've got a lot of interaction with that stuff and they're they're probably the ones that I would do this the first. Now it comes into again strategy because Zoom wants to push people to desktop with you know video. But you can have that experience also running on a physical in- device that's like sitting on a desk. It's always there, and they have their, like their their big screens and big monitors. And I kind of wonder if Zoom's going to do it. You know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall in some of the conversations that are going on inside. But, you know, when we counsel clients on phone systems and we start talking about these things, you know, the, the stuff that we're really looking for and I'm looking for and talking about is, you know, I mean, a lot of it's not like what, what other platforms are you integrating with? Do you have a CRM you have to have an integrate with? Do you have, you know, equipment in the office? Do you have, you know, paging systems or door access, gate control systems, or do you have existing conference room hardware that you really care about or, you know, um, Are you are you running Windows or Mac on the desktop? And what do you have for your cell phone fleet? And what's your mobile and what are people doing? I mean, like all that kind of stuff. But then it's you know, what is your users' experience? What are they going to experience day to day? How do you provide a good experience for your users? How do you make people happy? How do you make them, you know, feel like that they have like a sophisticated, advanced, you know, cutting edge experience? Because this is a big thing for you, right? Like nobody wants to come into an office and feel like they've just stepped back in time 10, 15 years. You know, if you're providing an experience, it really feels like you're going backwards in time, like, you know, like People look at the company like you know it's 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 this thing of like oh my we're so backwaters here you know we're like and and a lot of that is just what people experience when they sit down and they interact right you know are they getting modern equipment are they getting modern experience anyway so you know um like I said a lot of inside baseball here in terms of devices and phones and you know it's great that a lot of these devices have gone touchscreen it's kind of like this when the iPhone came out and all of a sudden everything went touchscreen you know the touchscreens that exist today a lot of them are just touchscreen representations of what were buttons beforehand and the and the UX hasn't really been changed and um I'm really hoping it does. I'm hoping somebody figures it out because it's going to be really cool once when, when when this happens. It's going to be really cool when this comes out and somebody else is in market going really head to head with Microsoft on on providing, you know, an, a seamless end-to-end environment. So, I'm Max Clark. That's not quite 20 minutes, but that was 20 minutes max. <laughs>